Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tokenet Podcast. I'm your host, Yas, and I am joined by Nicole. Hi. And Josh. Hi, everybody. And before we get started, uh, Nicole will read out our Patreon supporters of the month. Yes. So we want to give big thank yous to this month's Patreon supporters. Um, Ryugin Urubuchi, thank you. CS Toys, thank you. Red Belt Comics, thank you, and Toku Electables. So thank you all. We really appreciate your support. And if you want to hear your name or your business's name at this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Tokunet. Thank you. And okay, so today we are going to be talking about the Japanese TV drama Tokusatsu Gagaga. Uh, this came out this year and it stars Fuka Koshiba as Kano Nakamura, Kana Kurishina as Hisami Yoshida, Haruka Kinami as Yuko Kitashiro, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> um, so yeah, the basic premise of this sh- uh, show is that you're following a office worker named Kano, and she's your typical office worker, but uh, what she's hiding from everybody is that she's actually a huge Tokusatsu fan. And she's been following it since she was a kid. And she's following the new shows. She's basically us. In a way. Yep. And you're basically following through her basically journey to sort of being proud of being a Tokusatsu fan. Whereas along the way she meets different people who have different fandoms and stuff like that. And she's learning to like sort of slowly but surely, you know, be okay with herself being a Tokusatsu fan. See, it's only seven episodes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Seven. Yes, seven episodes. So yeah, what did you guys think of uh, the show? Like, uh, initial thoughts of it? Um, I actually read or was keeping up with the manga before they announced the show. And I love that manga. I kept, once I found out about it, I was like, guys, y'all need to read this. Like, this is such a good manga. And for me, like, being a woman that you know, also has an office job and also likes tokusatsu and kind of understands you can't really, like, show that stuff in public, even though we're not in Japan. But it's still kind of, like, weird in a way to Mm. some people. I just was like, wow, this is really, really relatable. And then they released everything for the NHK show, this show. And I was like, holy crap, like, they're really putting in the budget for this to really represent like what the manga had because they had the Jusho on Sentai show that is what she is obsessed with in Mm -hmm. the manga and the show and they actually put money into making like good suits for them like really a good production value to make it look like a real super Sentai team and I thought that was so cool yeah it it was interesting that they actually went to the trouble of like you know making suits that are on par with, like, actual Sentai suits. Oh, yeah. I honestly like those suits so much. I like so, those suits so better than a lot of Sentai suits. Yeah, same here. <laughs> like, well, my whole thing was, uh, like, and I guess it's kind of parlaying into the episode. You know, they talk about people and uh, specifically her character getting into Tokusatsu. My first year or two getting into Tokusatsu, I got into Kamen Rider first, but then when I got into Super Sentai, my first season was Geki Ranger, so I really liked the Jushouan suits, because it was kind of that same motif, like, cat-like animals and the red, blue, and yellow basic colors, so uh-huh. I was like, ooh, I really like this, because I never read the manga before, 
So just on a visual level, I was really impressed with the suits. Yeah, that's that's so true that they're like totally inspired by Geki Ranger. I feel like there's a lot of like little like hints that they are inspired by Geki Ranger, even in the manga itself, just the way that like, you know, how the team is set up, like how the animal motifs are, how some of the names I think the villain name was one of uh the things that gave it away for me but it's just it's so cool it's so cool how much money they actually put into this for the show it's not something they usually do for j dramas i've seen plenty of uh j dramas in my time and it's like they never put this much money into yeah. this kind of show mm-hmm. and also it's not just uh the Ju show one suits because they also got Imar jason which is their metal hero like proxy yeah proxy yeah mm-hmm. and that's I, I actually love that suit i know i love it's it so too good. the helmet is what's like my favorite part like the helmet is so like it's definitely such a throwback to the metal hero series it's so good well not just that and then the name scheme there emmer jason it, it, it can't be any more ridiculous than jan person <laughs> and that's a real name that's a real metal yeah. hero so like if you said emmer jason was a new entry into the metal heroes series i'd be like yeah that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> that's so true it's just and it was oh god what was the full name of emmer jason wasn't it like fire rescue emmer jason or something yeah so a little bit it's it's kind of got that tomika hero rescue yeah. fire thing going on there too so it's like oh yeah this totally seems like a legit tokusatsu like if i didn't know any better that this was a parody drama like this was something set up for a parody drama i would have thought it was real oh yeah oh i'm telling you the comments on like when we were first writing up about tokusatsu gaga ga, and they showed off the jusho on suits everyone was like is this the next sentai like and every, when we were like, no, this is for Tokusatsu Gaga Ga, they're like, but I want this for the next Sentai. <laughs> I would not be mad if they made a spinoff of either Chushouan or MRJ Sun. Oh, like, God. Oh. That would, I'd watch that. It would be nice. Like, I, I know with Akiba Ranger, we never got a season three. I would like a season two out of this series because I'd like to see all of these characters grow and see more kind of offshoot parody tokusatsu series because i think it's interesting for the manga and i guess going into the into the drama there that they've got a sentai proxy they've got a metal hero proxy but they don't seem to have a writer a common writer proxy there in that universe yeah you're right from what i've read they haven't gotten that far for this series they've definitely covered about half of the manga so far so I'd really be curious how they cover the second half if they do another season or maybe you know, once the manga keeps continuing, what the manga will have too. But y'all gotta see, you you all gotta read Tokusatsu Gakuga. It's like one of my favorite mangas now. It's so good. You can find it like everywhere. Also, I'm not, I haven't really confirmed it, but I think the suit actor for MR Jason is Jiro Okamoto. Yes. Because he also has a cameo there in the cameo. last episode uh, when uh, young. Nakamura's running through the hallway. He's the teacher that tells them not to run. Yeah. Oh my god, are you for real? Yeah, that's, yep, that's, that's him. Yeah. Oh my god, I never noticed. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing, is they got, like, actual experienced tokusatsu industry people 
to come in and do either voices or suit work or whatever. It's so cool. What I thought was nice was uh, the very, I think it's the last scene there when uh, she's there at the the bookstore and that's Hiroshi Miyauchi there at the counter. Mm-hmm. They're in his V3 getup, uh, his <laughs> civilian outfit. And I'm like, oh, that's the goat right Wait. there. <laughs> Wait, was that the V3 getup or was that the Owl Ranger getup? No, if it was Owl Ranger, he'd be wearing a cowboy hat. Or he would also be uh, Zubat. <laughs> no, Zubat, it's True. a different hat. It's a flat. I know, I know, I know. Just with different you. hats, excuse me. The hats are important. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I mean, how do you think shirt a shirt color is the only way we can tell Kenji Oba apart in some seasons? Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> is he wearing a jacket or is he not wearing a jacket? Okay, yep. he's not wearing a jacket, then it's Sentai. You got to be more specific. <laughs> Should we break it down episode by episode, or should we just go on about like our favorite moments? Well, I think there's a couple of things that the series brings up, which what I think is really cool about a series like this compared to something like one of my favorite uh, dramas relating to ner- nerdy stuff was Densho Otoko, you know, mm. Train Man. And a lot of that, I saw a lot of beautiful portrayals about what it was like to be basically a closeted nerd and finding a way to get in touch with other people. And, you know, I think there's a lot of beautiful messages in that show. I found a lot of that here because aside from just the basic stuff of liking tokusatsu, there's a lot of different things here that the show picks up on. Just like making friends, uh, being open about your interests, freaking gender stereotypes and age shaming, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, like, dives into, like, office office politics and stuff like that. That, too. Not wanting to rock the boat and having to go with you know, certain things that you don't really necessarily want to and trying mm-hmm. not to let work bleed into your home life and stuff like that. It's They go through a lot <laughs> in this show. Yeah, for seven episodes, they go through a lot. Considering the most, like, most of that covers multiple chapters in mm-hmm. the manga itself. But mm-hmm. they did it so perfectly. They seamlessly went through every single part of that manga. Like, this is... To me, this is one of my favorite manga adaptions for a J-drama ever. Because they just, they did it so well. I, what I loved is that the relationship between, turned out to be like, you know, about four or five friends. Oh, mm-hmm. probably six. Well, it, it grows it, into that. It grows maybe. a lot, yeah. But the first person she meets is uh, Yoshida. And mm-hmm. that's a person that she meets on the train and notices that she has a little... Toraiga, which is the blue Jusho on character. He has Toraiga. a little charm. Toraiga, yeah. He has a little shit little charm on her purse and Kano just like freaks out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> and she has like this in, internal monologue about, you know, should I talk to her? I can't talk to her. Should I how do I get her attention? But I don't want to be creepy. What like it like this whole like internal monologue that she has every time she runs into a situation. Everybody's been through that at some point in time. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, that happens to me all the time. Anytime I go to conventions that's not centered around tokusatsu, and I see somebody, whether they're cosplaying, whether they have something on their backpack, wearing on their shirt, I'm always like, oh my god, it's another fan. Should I talk to them? Yeah, I should probably talk to them. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, wait, maybe they don't want me to talk to them. So you have that, like, internal monologue, you know? Yeah. Well, because at, at first, I, I think there's uh, something to that, because 
I think, yeah, the first two episodes are very much about that. Like, how do you spot somebody with this really, admittedly, even over there, uh, less so over there, but more so over here, it's a niche thing to be into tokusatsu, into, you know, Japanese superheroes and giant monsters. So you look for those little things, and it's like, I, I always liken it now to, uh, from Into the Spider-Verse, like, when you run into somebody and you see, like, they've got the Deno symbol on their backpack, you're like, <laughs> you're just like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good comparison too that's really good yeah. but then like like the show brings up too you got to be very careful like okay mm-hmm. we have similar interests but can we can we be copacetic can we actually become friends who are actually interacting a lot and we uh get along well i i like that the show made a differentiation between the two that's actually a really good point. I feel like I just saw a Twitter thread that's been going around recently saying, like, though, you know, you and another person may be a fan of the same thing, that doesn't mean that you guys will be good friends. So it kind of relates to, like, that internal monologue. Like, okay, we might like the same thing, but we might not actually get along or anything like that. So it's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, part of it, too, I think... What I really appreciate about the show is the fact that out of the eventual, say, core three, or if you count everybody, including Ninkyo-san, or Masaki, I should say, uh, when it grows into five people, not everybody's the same age, not everybody's Mm -hmm. the same gender. Like, they're all coming together under this mutual agreement of, yeah, we kind of like similar things, or two of us like the same thing, but we can all hang out, you know? And it doesn't doesn't have to be a thing. We're just all here to have fun and enjoy this thing and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, that's what I like the most, especially when they introduced Ninkyo-san, Misaki. I think that was a good, you know, this was all very female-centered, which of course I loved because, you know, there's no representation of women who like Tokusatsu, like Mm -hmm. barely anything. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. when they brought Ninkyo-san and brought him in because he loves love cute, which to me is like the Sailor Moon of a pretty cure of what we have. um, Yeah. I was like, yes, finally. Like, I really like to see that, too. I'd like to see the balance of that, where they, like, brought him in. And, like, you know, at first she thought, okay, he's like a Yakuza guy. He looks so tough. (laughs) You know, she's uh, intimidated by him. But this is what he loves. And she and him just get along so well. And I like how, like, mild-mannered he is, too. Just because, you know, he looks so terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, But he's so mild-mannered, he just absolutely adores Love Cute, and his mom is so nice and all that. It's just, I loved his character. Yeah, I, that his introduction and his like inclusion into the group is actually one of the few times where I actually like teared up. Like mm-hmm. the speech when, I believe it's, it's Kano and Yoshida are in the store, and they're looking at toys, and he comes up and they think that, you know, he's you know gonna run them out the store or something like that or you know and then all of a sudden he's like oh you're the one with the uh love cute pin on your hair aren't you she's like (laughs) is that what you were looking at the whole time you weren't like worried about me stealing this toy or something like that it's like no i actually really love like love cute but i can't (laughs) say that anybody just the dialogue that happened between those three and i think it was yoshida who was saying that it doesn't matter what age you are what gender you are if you like something, you like something. Like, yeah, it should it should be okay. Like that message just that really got to me. And his reaction to it was great. Like his reactions, like because he's like you said, he's very mild mannered. He's very like he's kind of a shy 
kind of an introvert, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. His first reaction was like, "I'm sorry for being a disgusting nerd." <laughs> like, I you know, know. Like, you don't have to apologize for that kind of thing. But that's yeah. just his reaction. It's that weird thing that I, I appreciate that a show like this is able to address, which is this idea of shaming somebody for liking somebody because you're either expected to, you know, like the gender thing coming up. Oh, this is a product for boys. You should only play with dolls and pink mm-hmm. stuff. Or you're going into just middle school. Uh, you should stop liking this, Damien. Or you're in your 20s. You're in your 30s. Why are you still playing with children's toys? Mm-hmm. And it's like on several different levels when it came to either Nakamura's mom getting on that or other people being really pushy about, so what do you do with your spare time? Like it got, it got very real, you know, because you have those moments of people trying to judge you on what your interests are. And I know it's a little bit different over here because, you know, nowadays, you know, everybody goes to the movies to see superheroes and it took a while for people to be cool with that, giving seven million dollars to a D kickstarter but it wasn't always <laughs> like that you know and over uh-huh. there i guess there's still more of that stigma of you can't just be out in the open about hey i'm over the age of seven and i still watch anime you know yeah yeah no it's still it definitely is one of those things where you you'll feel it over there of course it's very passive you know even i experienced it the the couple times i visited and i would have like Maybe one of my Eda bags with me that had, you know, my common Rider or whatever keychains. You'd you'd hear people saying things. If you knew enough Japanese, you could hear people talking about it. Some of them some of the times they're like, oh my god, a foreigner that likes this stuff? Wow. But other times they were like, What? They like this kid's show? Like they're not a kid though. And they're a foreigner. So that's crazy. Um, I feel like you get more of a pass if you're a foreigner somehow. You do, you do. I think it's definitely like you get a pass if you're a foreigner because it's like, all right, whatever. Weird foreigners are weird, but there's there is definitely a stigma stigma for Japanese natives as right. well, for sure. I I think I really notice it more with like women in Totokusatsu, but I have seen women get that stigma a little bit more in Tokusatsu, whether they get told like, oh, you only like it because the actors are cute or whatever but that's not always the case you know which that actually kind of happens in the show because well i never understood yoshida's uh her reasoning for liking tokusatsu it seemed like at first it's like oh because she thinks the toraiker suit actor has a nice butt (laughs) but she's but she's also really into the show outside of that Yes, she is. But, you know, I love that personally as a woman who is also into men. Like, I really, really love that. It's like, yeah, you know what? Women can like tokusatsu for that reason. And that doesn't make them less of a fan. No, 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 of course. I'm not saying that. I freaking love that. No, I just like that they carried that message very, very subtly in my mind. I do like that they didn't forget about that either. (laughs) Like, later on, Mm -hmm. I think... Damien is asking her, what do you like about Toraika? And he's like, his butt? (laughs) I mean, that was the first thing that came to mind. She couldn't lie. That's true. I know, right? I mean, I understand. I've been there, you know? (laughs) Ever since, like, Sentai and Kamen Rider, I've been a a fierce thigh lady. You know, like, that's just my thing, wearing the spandex suits and the thighs. 
just like you remember uh I, I think how many years ago was it on it was the episode of common rider wizard where beast was trying to act like he was a girl in the suit oh. and he was really pushing his butt out yeah <laughs> there were threads about that for the following week from women being like oh wow is that who's in the suit yeah and i was like who's the suit actor for that <laughs> It's like we all wanted to know. This ha- happens all the time, too. <laughs> yeah, so like I that's just real. thought it was it's really real. funny. Yeah, it's real. We talk yeah. about this stuff. Of course we do. Who does it? <laughs> <laughs> the other cool thing about it, like, I-, I like the juxtaposition between Yoshida being very out in the open about it, and then eventually when you get to meet Kitashiro, uh, she's the exact opposite. You know, she's trying to keep her work life and her hobby life separated completely so she doesn't want anybody getting in close yeah i liked her episode um it takes a little bit to get to her in the manga but her episode in the series was really good and how they showed like okay in her office environment previously they found out you know that she's an idol fangirl Mm -hmm. and they like they never like outright bullied her but it was very passive like it is in you know japanese culture in japanese right. society it's so these passive jabs over and over and over again that just drove her absolutely nuts and the thing that i really like about it is uh her actress like i didn't even recognize her uh she's played by haruka kinami i know her from uh this other uh comedy series called uh, the hero yoshihiko Oh, no. Oh, my God. She's in that? What? She's Murasaki in that. What? What? So I didn't even recognize her because she was so dour with the glasses and whatnot, and I'm used to her being really funny. Oh, my God. It was a complete turn watching her in this and being like, man, why are you so cold? And then you realize, oh, this is what happened because you got outed. And then you realize who the actress is, and it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could. Man, you've got range, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I would have never put two and two together. until No, I, I barely started thinking about that like at, in the last episode or two where I was like, you know, I've been watching you for the last couple of episodes. You look really familiar. Who are you? And then I yeah. look it up and it's like, oh, snap, you're in Yoshihiko. Well, that that brings up um, Yuki-chan, one of uh, Nakamura's war, uh, workmates. She's Takada Takeda Reina, who was in Amazon. She's yes. uh, crap. Mitsuki in Amazon, Taruka's sister, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, so, stepsister. Yeah, I, I like. I don't think like a lot of people were talking about that. And then I saw the episode with her, like the first episode, and I was like, wait a minute, she was in Colorado Amazons, wasn't she? Yep, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's nice when you see those people show up here and be like, oh wow, I okay, cool. It's, it's different seeing you without all the blood and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, and she's wearing glasses too, and everything. And I was like, wow, she looks so different. For people who say that the Clark Kent disguise doesn't work, there's an example. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, what I liked about the Kitashiro storyline is that she was very uh, standoffish at first. Mm-hmm. And she kind of still stays that way <laughs> throughout, just a yeah. little bit more warm to them. But what I loved about it is that Nak- uh, Kano Nakamura, she tries to avoid her as much as possible. But then when she's cornered, at, when they have that scene in the uh, where they're all having drinks... And mm-hmm. everybody starts asking her questions about like, oh, what do you do? Or they're asking her something that she was trying to avoid the answer. So she switched it over to Kitashiro. She asked her, what do you do, you know, when you're not at work? And that really pissed her off. And mm-hmm. she didn't find out. She didn't realize until later. It's like, oh, she's an idol fan. 
but she doesn't want anybody to know. And me asking her what she does, it's almost like an attack on her. It put her on the spot. Yeah, you put yeah. her on the spot. And it's like, that's one thing that she didn't want anybody to do for her with her tokusatsu fandom. Uh-huh. So she realized that she was doing the exact same thing she didn't want to do. She was doing that to Kitashiro. And I love that, like, inter- that, that dynamic where it's like, she's, not everyone is like her. Like, she has a reason why she doesn't want everybody to know that she's an idol fan. Mm-hmm. And Kano's learning through all these interactions, you know, different types of fans and different ways to approach fans. And not every fan will freak out as soon as you, you know, mention. Like, she finds her wallet and she finds out that the little patch on it is an idol symbol. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to her and says, is this yours? Is this this idols or whatever? And she was expecting her to, like, you know, connect with her that way. But Kitashiro still, you know, was pissed off and said, leave me alone. Why do you keep bugging me? Why do you keep interfering with my life? Yeah, she was still, you know, gun shy about that. Yeah, and I like that she was, in her, she was, like, coming in contact with these kind of people and, you know, learning how to deal with that. It was a really good episode. Yeah. I like that the we didn't just get it from a perspective of like just a tokusatsu fan. Yeah, yes, it was definitely yes. like you know an idol fan, a person who loves likes love cute. And, you mm. know, I like that. And speaking of the the idol group, I I love that goddamn idol group. It's actually <laughs> it's actually uh boys and men. Like it's the B boys are actually the boys and men. So it is a real group. Um, it's a real idol group, and okay. um. Kaito from Gaim is in that idol group. Yutaka Kobayashi, he's in that really? group. Really? He's been, yeah, he's been in it since they debuted, I'm pretty sure. And he's in the yeah. episode, right? Yeah, doesn't he have blonde hair or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. Does he? Yeah, he I'm has, have to go he back and double com- check on that. Mm-hmm. He looks completely different. But yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of the things that they were singing, like those were actual songs that they did. Because they're from the, they're, uh, they got established in the Nagoya region. So all the, like, Nagoya stuff that they sing about in that one episode, that's like an actual song that they sang. I did not know that. I feel bad. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, when I saw that episode and I saw them uh, singing and dancing, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was the one where they were in suits or not. Wait, I'm getting confused. Um... When they're there at the concert. Did they have suits at some point? Like costumes? Uh, no, I think they just had, like, matching t-shirts. Okay. Are you thinking about that tokusatsu boy band group that's been going around that's recently? That's the one I was Okay, that's Yeah, different. that's, yeah, that's, that's a, sorry, so that's a completely good. different that's group. A, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, that is also a real group. That's a real group. <laughs> yes. I think it's just Toku Boys is the name of that one. Tokusatsu Boys, yeah, I think. My bad. Yeah. I, I got them confused because I was like... <laughs> Did we see them more than one episode? Did they have suits? Because I was thinking, <laughs> I saw that Toku Boys group, and I'm like, ooh, this is kind of rough. But, yeah. <laughs> the singing was rough, but I actually really liked their suits. The suits are cool, but the performance was kind of... Yeah, but okay, the, B- the B-Boys, they're yes. very good, though. They, you know, okay, they've, been, they've been around since 2010, so they, uh, you know, they've been doing it. So they're it. established. They're pretty established. Okay. So. But it's so funny. That it's like they just took this group, changed them to the B boys for the show, and it's like they're all there, you know. <sighs> well, that just makes it easier to tell the story because that you've already got this existing group that knows what to do. Hey, can you guys just sing something? We just need you to wear a different shirt. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that's all they did is they sang their songs, but they did a different shirt. That's it. So now we have four 
cameos. Well, two cameos and two tokusatsu actors who were actually in the show. Yeah. The other That's thing pretty- that I really liked about uh, Kitashiro, r- really the thing between uh, Nakamura and Yoshida, is that Yoshida, in her own way, is self-conscious about her age. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's older than Nakamura is. But Kitashiro, she's got her friend Miyavi, and she's way younger than she is. But they oh, still yeah. hang out. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really nice, like, during the episode where they reconciled their friendship and everything. Oh, my God, that warmed my heart. Because she, you know, she's college age. So she's so different when you think about it from yeah. Kitashiro. But they get along so well. It's really cute. Just trying to put that into perspective, if she's in college, I'd put her at about, like, say she's got to be, what, 20, 21, Miyavi? Mm -hmm. If if you compare that to the actress playing Kitashiro, she's a day younger than me. So that's an (laughs) age gap of 13 years. Yeah. And they're still hanging out and being cool. Yeah, which I I thought that was really nice because, you know, there is that kind of stigma over here and in Japan. Yeah. So I think, and I like, I've really liked Kitashiro and, oh my god, what is her friend's name? Miyabi? Miyabi, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I liked their difference, because Miyabi's very much, like, energetic and everything, and Kitashiro's definitely more, like, little reserved, has her sarcasm. So I love how they play off of each other. Because, well, like, for me, I remember when, uh, just to kind of relate it to their experience, the way they're showing it, I remember, you know, being in school there weren't a lot of nerdy things that you could openly say you're nerdy about. Like we hadn't hit the Marvel Renaissance yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. As far as superhero movies, you know, you had daredevil, the Ben Affleck one. So that wasn't good enough. (laughs) Oh yeah. So once I get, so once I got to college, (laughs) I got involved in a theater group there and everybody wasn't the same age as me. They were actually pretty much older than me. But Mm -hmm. once we all found that we had things in common, specifically like, anime and getting into real deep philosophical conversations about Evangelion, we just gelled. And then Mm. from there, I'm proud to say a lot of those people I'm still very close friends with, even after all those years, because, yeah, that goes back to the whole thing. You can have shared interests, but then when you see what kind of person they are and they see what kind of person you are, you want to stay in that person's life, you know? And that that Mm -hmm. builds – it's a way to build lasting friendships, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's like – a lot of the tokusatsu fandom like a lot, a lot of the people that i met when i was uh first getting into tokusatsu we had this all types of like age differences and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i mean i'm still friends with them today like mm-hmm. george and tony and all of them like mm-hmm. we're all like wide uh have a lot of age gap but you all have the same you know interest and it doesn't matter how long it is since you've talked you can just get right back into it yeah. That's such the nice part about it too. Yeah. And that's that's what I love to see is once they like apologize to each other, they just got right back into their old ways, you know. Yeah. yeah. When they went into the uh the karaoke bar or whatever and they started doing the routine of the B-boys. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me it's like like if we all got together and we're like, "Oh, well, we did actually do that in uh Japan World Heroes mm-hmm. where we all did the uh we did the dance, the ending theme song dance for Q Ranger. For Q Ranger, yeah. It's one of those mm-hmm. things like where you get together, everybody kind of knows it. Mm-hmm. Or if everybody just started doing like henchin poses or something like that or whatever. Yeah. That episode in particular, I think it's episode four, when they finally get everybody there 
uh, all together having a good time there at karaoke. That hit me in the feels because yeah. I've lived that. You know, you have people you don't really know and then you find out you have stuff in common and then you get to ha- get to hang out with them and then you go out and do karaoke with them. Like that's, you know, the the most joy, joyous feeling you could have of being like, you know what? I'm not worried about anything. I don't have to worry about these people thinking I'm weird. They're just as weird as I am. We're out here <laughs> having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we still got it. We got to do our annual karaoke tradition. Me and you, Josh. Come on. That's that's it. That's specifically yes. That's, I that's want to there. join that. Yes. Okay. We all got to do it. Anytime yeah, you absolutely. offer Power Morphicon or Japan World Heroes, we'll do it. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, it is like that connection, especially with all of them doing the karaoke together, like doing the Jusho on opening and all the parts and everything perfectly. That was such a good moment of just like watching them all together. And then the little cute uh, little dance and everything they did for Love Cute and the guy, uh, the karaoke guy getting involved. (laughs) I so appreciated that they did that because it was one thing that, okay, we want to show you guys the thing we're interested in. So we're going to do our whole little routine that the two of us know. Then we're all going to come together to do the Emmer Jason theme. I'm going to do the narration. You do the middle part. I'm going to do this. And then just to make sure that uh, Ninkyo wasn't left out, they all brought, okay, we put headsets on. We're here for you, man. (laughs) And then he just goes into it like, oh, he knows this song. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And just the connection with him and the guy at the end, like, you know, the guy comes in to drop off the drinks for Love Cute. And he's like, oh, Love Cute. Nikyo-san and him are like, (gasps) (laughs) we found another. (laughs) You're just like me. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I loved it so much. Oh, that was such a good episode. Yeah. But the thing about it is the show can't be as good as it is unless it gets heavy, too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the issue, I think, comes up with Nakamura dealing with her mom and the mm-hmm. stigma, the the gender policing, I guess, of, mm-hmm. you know, for years saying, you can't like tokusatsu, you need to like the cute stuff I tell you to, or mm-hmm. uh, you can't have your own backpack. Like, really, what? I, I know I'm not Japanese, so I don't understand the stigma there, but it's red and black. It's not freaking light blue and pink. You know, what would it matter <laughs> that you're I wearing know. black? Like, I agree with her. Black goes with everything. Yeah. But if she wants, you know, she wants the black, then yeah, get her the black. But yeah, it was like definitely, that's definitely like gender stereotyping following it to the key that her mom did, you know. I imagine everybody at some point has the parent who's very overbearing and means well mostly, but can Mm -hmm. try to enforce all of these preconceived notions about what they want their kid to be on them. But for sure... When it finally got down to episode six, oh, oh. like, are, are, are we going to spoil here? Can we spoil on this? I think so. I mean, we're, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So, episode six, you, yeah. she tries to take her to dinner. Uh, Nakamura tries to take her mom to dinner to try and hold her off from going to visit her apartment because she kind of, her mom kind of pushed her into giving her the key to the apartment. Only to find out her mom had already gone into the apartment, messed around, took some of her stuff to shame her in public. Why do you still like this stuff? Slaps her and then breaks her figure in front of her. And then Nakamura, she just like snaps. Slaps her back. Oh my god. I was yelling at my screen. I couldn't believe (laughs) 
like I was so livid for her. Like, yeah, I would want to respond like that. Like, how you come into my house, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in my 20s, I pay my own rent, and you want to still police what I'm into? Yeah. Mind you, you slap me first, and then you're going to break <laughs> my stuff. You took my stuff, mm-hmm. and then you broke my stuff. That was a really intense moment. But that was also, like, a very Japanese moment, you know. And especially watching, like, the rest of the people in the restaurant respond, just not doing anything. That's so Japanese. Not just that. When uh, the mother slapped her first, mm-hmm. nobody batted an eye. But yeah, as soon exactly. as Nakamura slapped her back, everybody looked over like, what? Yes, that's the difference. <laughs> it's like, you, I've seen that in dramas before, too. Like, the way they portray that. Where, like, the mom is within the right to do that. Like, the parents are in the right to do that. But as soon as the child retaliates, it's an issue. What was interesting to me is that, like, it was, like, episodes before when uh, her mother asked for the key. But it never really played into anything at first. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Where where is that gonna go? And then we find out where it goes, and you're just like, yeah. "Oh man, that's rough." For me, it was kind of like a Chekhov's gun thing. Like if you show her give the key to the mom in Act One, by Act Three, she will have had to have used it without her permission mm-hmm. by Act Three. So it was like it was all a matter of when it was going to happen, not if. But I didn't think they were going to take it to such lengths as what they did because. That, that kind of ties into Nakamura's childhood trauma of, yeah. like, her mom burning all her magazines. Oh, yeah. God. That one, like, really, like, wow, you did not need to do that. I, I, was that on purpose or just, like, doing the parent thing where they see a bunch of paper and they're like, oh, this is nothing. It, it was it. both. It was both. Because okay. as a parent, you can write it off as, oh, I get to say I was cleaning up, but they very much established that the mom has something against... Her liking Tokusatsu. So you know she did it on purpose. Right. Yeah. And then, like, I know it's it's real easy to say that's a Japanese thing, but I'm going to get real for a second. When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. my brother and I were playing around, and this is back in 93 when Power Rangers came out. And so Mm -hmm. my brother, for his birthday, my mom got him the deluxe Dragon Zord that came with the Green Ranger, you know? Right. And we were messing around, we got into a fight, and we, you know, we got, we got, we got into it. And so my mom decided the best thing to do to discipline us during that fight was to break the leg off the Green Ranger. Oh, oh. God! That was a very big thing that it took her years to understand what that did to us, you mm. know? Because, you know, we were such big fans of Power Rangers as kids... And it's like, what does that do to a kid when, you know, you put all your, you know, kids feel really hard about the things they like and don't like. So when you put all of this love into this item, like, oh, man, this this figure shows that you care about me. And then something happens and you just snap the fig the figure's leg off Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that. That's why when she snapped the arm off the uh, the Jushouan figure, I was like, I wanted to react the same way Nakamura did. Right, because mm-hmm. like at that point, it's like no, that was that was for me. You don't you don't get to do that. Even if you were an adult, you don't get to do that. You don't just get to come up into somebody's place, take their stuff, and then break it in front of them because you mm-hmm. think you're in the right. That was a really good episode, though, because you knew, you would know it was building to that point where 
there was going to be a confrontation mm-hmm. with the right. way, you know, she would talk about her mom, the way she, you know, kind of changed how she acted when she came to visit. It's just... Like she'd wear bright clothes and stuff just because yeah, of what her mom just, liked. Yep, yep. But at least with episode seven, like, I don't excuse anything her mom did, but it did explain why she did it. And I really liked the last episode because of that. I didn't get the final scene, though. Or not the final scene, but the final scene between them. Where she goes to the house and gives her the stuffed bear. I think it goes back to, like, how... Because Nakamura's mom was a single mom, and she didn't have time to take care of herself, buy things that she wanted, or, you know, just express herself it was all about taking care of her kid and being a mom Mm -hmm. um i think that when she would push kano to get the cute stuff it was because she wanted the cute stuff her mom wanted to be able to have that stuff so she's kind of just living vicariously through her daughter kid yeah yeah and when that when she would say no that she doesn't want it she doesn't like it it would feel like she, she was, was kind of being again. deprived. Yeah, yeah, she was being denied. So I think that's what made her angry. I don't, like I said, I don't think it excuses what she did. That's pretty right. shitty. No, I don't think did. it does. But it does make that last scene very special because it shows Kano that she understands, or it shows that Kano understands that about her mother and that it's now like, okay, mom, well, thank you for putting up with this when I was younger. Please have this cute thing that you I know you would like and cherish it. So I liked yeah, it. Yeah. I I guess it was, I, I get it more now. I think when I watched it I was like, okay, I get that, you know, she's making amends and she's giving her what she wants, but it didn't connect at the time why that was significant. So that makes sense. Yeah, no, it it definitely, you might have to get, like, a second watch to really understand why. But I I definitely see it as a, like, all right, I grew up with a single mom, and I knew how much my mom had to sacrifice just to raise me and my brother. She had to sacrifice basically herself at that point, and she couldn't do things that she wanted. So I kind of understood. Of course, my mom wasn't freaking like Kano's mom at all. She was very supportive and still is. But it's just, like... It's that moment where Kano realizes that that's what's happened all her life. And now she's going to give her something cute to be like, okay, I understand. You know, I denied you to living vicariously through me. So here, here's something that I think you would like a lot. I don't know. I, I kind of got it as somebody who grew up with a single mom. I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of got that one, which was it was a nice way to end and finalize yeah that part of the manga now the rest of the manga is just like other random stuff that happens and more about her brother which is really cool so go read the manga i didn't know like when her brother was introduced i was like huh nothing of the previous episodes mentioned she having a sibling at all no yeah this dude just shows up which is interesting because i was like i know this dude the actor from somewhere but I saw him in another drama. Um, mm-hmm. Was it, it Hanakimi, I think? Which one? The first one or the remake? The first one. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's Toku lot actors of in that first one. Yeah, but he's acting. 
It's weird seeing him act normal in this show. Let's just ah. say that. He, he looked very <laughs> weird in that show. Yeah, yeah. Well, fun fact, the the karaoke monster from the first episode. I didn't realize it, but he's voiced by Tetsu, uh, Tetsu Inada, Doggy Kruger. Oh, yeah, Kruger, yeah. Yeah, wow. I never put two and two together because his voice is so different. It's so funny. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's again, it's so cool to see like these Toku people pop up, and we you know we realize it later on. Yeah. The thing that I liked a lot though too about episode seven, just kind of bringing it back around full circle, was uh, the way they talk about how she liked it as a kid. Her mom burned all her stuff, so she kind of tried to go with it, and then later on in life she watches something that just kind of brings it back out in her like she rediscovers her love for it and for me that was like the way I felt when I first got into Common Writer was that I had stopped watching Power Rangers years and years and years ago so I I wasn't even thinking about it and then you know like I think I told this the first time I did one of these podcasts I went back and I started watching stuff on YouTube and the first time I watched one of those compilation videos, it gave me that same feeling again. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that awe and wonderment of being like, you know what? I really like this stuff. I know it was designed for kids, but, like, there's still something here. Like, it, this is something I, I've brought up with other people. Like, okay, if it's for kids, adults still have to be involved anyway. If you're involved with it and you learn a lot about it, you can eventually grow up to do it professionally. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. learn to film. You can learn to stunt act. You can learn to write. You know, mm-hmm. there's still something in it. Like, that's the thing I like about Yoshida is that she uses her love of tokusatsu to be like, you know what? I'm going to use this to further myself in wanting to become a photographer. I thought that was really cool. That and was like, cool. she, you know, she was like, all right, you know, now that I've done this, I think I'm really going to put the time and effort in to be a photographer. And she, you know, you see how busy she is in that one episode. But mm-hmm. I just, I like that. It, it brings out something different in all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and the way, like, she was able, Nakamura was able to recognize, oh, she's got a reflector. Oh, that's what was happening in the office. She told that guy to take his jacket off because he used the white shirt he was wearing as a reflector. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and see, that's, that's the thing. Like, when you watch Tokusatsu, sometimes you'll see a thing and then you'll go through something in your daily life and realize, hey, that's kind of like this episode. It's funny how that ties together. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Should we talk about some of the supporting characters? I liked all the supporting characters. I was about to say, Onoda, like, he is such a little cutie. Like, just, oh my god, he's so in love with Kano, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but, man, Kawashima, I, that guy was annoying. <laughs> Holy oh, yeah. crap. That's, that's the point of his character. Cause he, yeah, because sure. he knows oh, someone. Oh, Chadakiko, like yeah, office, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. if you know someone... If you work in an office like that, there's always someone like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I very much learned that now working in a very office setting for the last couple of years, there is always somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And always the uh, the nosy co-workers who always want to know everything you're doing. Yeah. It's oh like, what, what do you want to know so bad, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, Yuki-chan and Mai were definitely the, you know, the typical clicky girls that wanted to know so much about Kano. But Yeah. Yeah. I did like them nonetheless, but uh, you know, cuz at least they weren't, you know, they seemed like good characters, but Yeah. I like the moment when they all went karaoke for the in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, Kano, you know, brings up the immigration theme. And her plan works because now everybody's like, oh, yeah, I remember this as a kid. And then everybody just jumps in and starts singing it with yeah, her. Yeah, that was so cute. Yeah. Oh, my God. But can we talk about the MVP of this show? Little Damien? Oh, Damien! <laughs> the sage. I was going to try to bring him in. Like, he he was such a good character. He was one of my favorite characters, for I know, sure. It's so nice to see this you know, from a real, like, kid's perspective on, like, how much they love these shows and, like, how much it changes, you know, changes them and affects them as oh my god, Oh, my God. Yeah, seeing that, like, the way that he has to go to his cram school goes through, like, this long tunnel mm-hmm. or something like that, and he dreads going to the cram school, and the only way that gets him through it to go from point A to point B is to pretend that he is in a tokusatsu show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It just shows the innocence of, like, you know, how they can, you know, use their imagination to cope with everyday life kind of thing. Yeah. And his little crush on Yoshida, too. (laughs) Oh, that was so cute. I like Tiger, too. Swoon! Dude, and I love how this show sort of plays with uh, different ways that, you know, ways that shows, you know, portray things. Where Mm -hmm. for him, like, when he, you know, swooned over her, like... A gust of wind hits him, and a gust of wind hits Yoshida, and a gust of wind hits Kano, and she's like, where did that come from? I know, <laughs> she's like, what the heck is going on? Like, it was big enough for her to notice. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that the first thing he sees of her, uh, the first time she sees him, immediately she calls him Damien. Yeah. And he never drops it. And she, he keeps saying, stop calling me Damien. Stop I introducing know. me as Damien. oh my god yeah he was such a good he's such a good character that kid is gonna be a big actor he's in um my dad is a heel wrestler which features tanahashi and oh yeah i wanted to watch that yeah he's he's the main son in that um he's also he's worked with like you know suda philip from kong rider double like he's he's a pretty uh getting you know up and coming child actor i think good so. god he was born in 2008 i know i'm like <laughs> i'm so old well it, it, it's it's like that same thing about yoshida the first time she has a conversation with nakamura and nakamura's like oh yeah i loved emergation i was in the target demographic when it was airing and yoshida's like oh my god i was so old when that aired <laughs> Like, can you please stop saying things like that? <laughs> yeah, I know. She just like got so down about it. It was so funny. Or it's like people like who are saying like, yeah, you know, I, I grew up mostly in the 2000s because I was born in 95 and I'm over here like, oh my God, I was in the theater at 10 watching the Power Rangers movie at 95. Oh my God. I know. Oh. <laughs> oh man. It's so funny to hear the age differences like that. And I did like that Yoshia, she brought it up. She's like, oh, God, I'm so old. <laughs> I do think it was kind of funny, the the whole thing about, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's like the episode after they discover she's got a boyfriend, that he's not into Tokusatsu like she is, or or not at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's interesting that you can have that, that they decide to show, oh, you can, you know, be with somebody who's not exactly into your same interests as you. I mean... In some yeah. cases, it helps, but like, you know, she's she's allowed. They're 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 still getting along. Yeah, I like that. Like, it didn't seem like he was judging her or anything like that. Like, that wasn't the main thing, you know. 
and then it, at first I think she kind of thought like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe, you know, she's acting this way because of her boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, no, she just doesn't do well around kids. And Damien freaked her out. So. Yeah. And that she was actually was busy with film school or photography yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, so that misconception was kind of nice. But that does bring up a good point. Because, you, you know, you always see people that are like, how can I get my girlfriend in a tokusatsu? How can I get a significant other that likes tokusatsu? And it's like, you know, maybe they don't need to. And you can just enjoy it yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if they want to watch with you sometimes, great. They don't, you know. You be you and they will be them. Exactly. And you can still have your other friends that you can go hang out with and, you know, fanboy, fangirl out over the latest episode or the newest suit Mm -hmm. or who that new actor or actress is. Like, you can can do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like, too, because he even, like, thanked them for being good friends to her. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was so nice. I think it was really touching, though, too, when they when they kind of make up that they're finally able to muster up uh, the courage to tell each other, no, I consider you a friend, you know? I know! It was so sweet! <laughs> I like that after all that, they turned to her, to Kitashiro, and I was like, oh, we consider you a friend? And like, please don't have me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know! <laughs> She's, she has so many good lines in this show. Like, oh, yeah. She's so goddamn funny. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to leave now. And Kano's like, no, 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 let me pay for everything at least. Thank you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, yeah, that Kitashiro, she, she doesn't necessarily become more personable, but she's not being as, uh, as standoffish as she once yeah. was with them. Because they understand... That's just how you are, you know, but we, we can still talk, you know, we can still hang out, and it's fine. Yeah, and it's like, she may not know anything about tokusatsu, and they don't really know much about idol stuff, but it's, they can hang out and talk, and that's what's fun. But what's cool yeah. about it, though, is that when Yoshida can't go to the movies, Kitashiro goes with her, and she's like, you know what, I wanted to find out about this now. Yeah, like, oh, I, I actually like this, this is kind of cool. Or, but, but it was funny, the, the comment she makes on the way out of, uh... Why were there so many red people on screen? <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, they do that every year. And, and I'm, I'm out here watching it. And I'm like, yeah, they sure do. They every sure year. Do. And we love it. Don't you love, like, all the little tidbits of information you would get during the episodes? Like, you know, this is what Terry B. Kids is. And, like, all of this, like, little things. Like, buying Blu-rays. What's, you know, what that is like. I like that they brought in information like that. That fans actually... Yeah, oh, that was hilarious, (laughs) too. But, like, you know, the fans, you know, we want... You know, if we were in Japan, we'd probably be buying Terabi Kids too, or Terabi Kun, or whatever it's actually called. Yeah, Terabi Kun. Uh, Terabi Kun. Yeah. Admittedly, because I'm out here on the uh, West Coast, they have book offs out here that have uh, Terabi Kun out here, and admittedly, I still feel that uh, that standoffishness of like, oh man, that one's got a new Geo thing in it. Oh man, I have the money, but that means I have to take this up to the counter. <laughs> and, and pay for it <laughs> so i i have yet to actually do that and purchase a copy of televi coon yeah. for myself so i understand that everyone every time i want to buy a power and just toy and you go into a toy store it's like i gotta go to the cashier at some point <laughs> uh, and you want you want to have that uh was it 
niece or nephew. Oh, the imaginary <laughs> nephew. Yeah. The imaginary relative that you're buying it for. Uh, yep. It's a present. Because admittedly, the show's trying to show this idea of what it's like to kind of own your, I guess, own your fandom. Because mm-hmm. the Televicoon, I was less inclined to do because it looks really bright and poppy and definitely for ages three and five. But uh, there's also another Japanese food mart that's right next to it that carries the little uh, candy toys. Oh. And uh, Nicole, I was showing you those those ones on my desk of like Evil and uh, Mad yeah. Rogue. So I went to the to the uh, Japanese food mart to get those. And when I went up to the counter, the, the counter gave me some crap about it. Like, oh, you're getting this for you? And I'm like, <laughs> thankfully, oh, I, I guess it's the American in me that's like, yes, I am. yeah we're i think we're a bit more like yeah what do you you got a problem with it but definitely you want to go you want to go that's like (laughs) in japan it's like you don't want to start that conversation should i get the spider-man toy instead he's very popular right now (laughs) exactly (laughs) um speaking of like little tidbits that you know tokusatsu fans know about there's one line i think it was episode one or two I think she's trying to find a candy toy, and she's going to different places, I think. Uh-huh. Oh, is the, ga- the Gashapon? I think so, yeah. That's episode one, yeah. I don't know, but she was like going from one room to another in the office, and mm. she got blocked off by some of uh, her coworkers that, kept, that wouldn't leave. And mm-hmm. she wanted to go to get the Gashapon from like the station there. Mm-hmm. And she got pissed off and walked off, and she was like, I hope your favorite show gets uh, preempted by golf tournament. <laughs> and I was like, dude, oh, that's real. I remember I tweeting know. about it. I was like, that is the harshest thing you could say to a Tokusatsu fan. <laughs> that, that's, I, I, it was that and the other, uh, what is it, when Nakamura's having lunch with Yoshida at the train restaurant and the waitress says, shoe pots. Oh. And they both look at each other and finish it and go, shinko. shinko. And I'm like, y'all both watch Tokyuger. You know what's up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh I, I love those little things that just like this show gets me. <laughs> Can I talk about how like good the camera work was for some of the shots? Like how they put yes. the camera on the sushi train, like moving it around. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the corner of the shop and stuff like that. I thought that was so unique. That was a cameo right there. The other guy at the bar who she took the salmon from. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who that was. But I know that was a cameo. Mm. It's going to bug me. Because I was like, oh, I know you. you I, I think you do an insert theme. Or you, you sing one of the openings. Oh, my God. He's so familiar. Holy crap. Hold on. Right? Oh, okay. So he was in a lot of different tokusatsu. He was in Garo Goldstorm. He was in the Ultraman X movie. So, yeah, he's he's been in tokusatsu stuff before. Yeah, and he seems like he's done, like, acting roles. But he's also done, like, I think he was... It says he was a narrator for one of the Gosager movies or whatever. So I think that's pretty cool. Just another cameo, you know? Yeah. This so is they were Michael everywhere. Tomioka? Yes. Michael Tomioka. Okay, cool. So anybody else who wants to look that up, you can do that on he your own time. He was born in Queens. Really? Yep, says he's born in Queens. Oh, he was uh, in Godzilla Final Wars. Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. He was. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fine. I oh haven't boy. seen Final Wars in a minute. <laughs> boy. That's probably good. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Getting back to, like, all of the things that 
you know, bringing it together in episode seven that I love about it is that she basically says, I don't remember the exact way she phrased it, but like, I want to be the hero that I wish I had as a kid for somebody to defend me. Specifically when she gives her little, uh, her candy toy or her Happy Meal toy to the kid there at the restaurant. Oh my God, that was such a sweet moment. And she did it like so sneakily too, because she's like, I know your mom's going to be mad, just like my mom was. Like, here, take this and enjoy tokusatsu. I do like that whole theme of it. Like, don't forget, like, the feelings that Mm. you got from watching tokusatsu. And that, like, that really hit me. Because I've definitely been experiencing, like, a tokusatsu burnout as of recently. Like, I, you know, I can't watch Zio anymore. I'm just like, uh, you know, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just I don't like it. And I, I haven't even caught up with all the super sentai strongest battle i gotta do that but after watching episode seven i was like oh my god she's right i just you know even through this burnout i gotta remember what it feels like to watch tokusatsu and how like you know the themes of the shows carry over yeah like this show made me finish Lupin versus Pot. Hey, like, look at seriously. you! Admittedly, like it made me catch up on Geo because I was like six episodes behind. Mm. Like the first or second episode, I think was airing before the first few episodes aired before Lupin finished. And like you, like you, Nicole, I was done with mm-hmm. Geo. Like I was done with that. Uh, I just, I think I just finished Jenga, and I was like, I'm not really having fun with Lupato right now. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the first two episodes of this, and I'm like, "Holy crap, Tokusatsu is cool!" Let's <laughs> watch some Tokusatsu, man. Yeah, yeah. So that got me going. So, so it, it it was interesting that this show made me like want to watch Tokusatsu more than the Tokusatsu that was actually airing. Yeah, that's so funny when you think about that. I agree. Yeah, yeah like I, you know, like I said, I was definitely burned out for like a couple months. Like the last few months, I've been feeling that burnout, and like I felt like Zio same here, was same dragging, here. and I was like, oh my god. So now I'm like, oh, now that I watched episode seven the other day, now I'm like, oh my god. Okay, you know, let's go uh, watch Real Soldier and see how that's like. Maybe I'll catch up on Kabuto, like I've been trying to do. So it's really it's really nice to feel that again. Yeah, but the thing is like the the weird thing was that because Jushouan in the show is so bright and colorful, every time I went back to Lupata, I was like, man, this one's this is a very different tone. So I almost <laughs> went back and started watching Gekki Ranger again. I want to do that so badly too. Same here, same here. I want to do that, <gasps> but then it made me go and watch Abba Ranger instead and I've been having fun Ooh. with that so far. See, that's that's really cool that you can like, okay, maybe I feel like something I haven't seen before. You know? Yeah, I'll just channel into that. Yeah. Oh, man, but... now I want to rewatch Gekki Ranger. Me too. Well, kind of the same, right. like, now they've got uh, Die Ranger, Kaku Ranger, and O Ranger there on Verve. So I'm going to get into that now. Now that, I, now that I know they're there and having finished this, it's like, yeah, I definitely, like, it re-energized me, you know? Where's yeah. that? Uh, over on, it's like VRV, but it's pronounced Verb. Oh, Verb, yeah, yeah, yeah. they t- they're taken from the Shout Factory yeah. library on there. Yeah, so if anybody wants to get on that, if you already have that, you have access to some tokusatsu you need to be watching. Oh, absolutely. Man, a friend of mine just got into Sentai because of that, because of like yeah. the Shout Factory's catalog. He wanted to like start 
designing monsters and stuff. And he's like, "Ooh, that's exciting!" So then he just started watching Zero Ranger, and then he plowed through that show. And now he's, I think, he, now he's watching Die Ranger. Mm. And yeah, because of stuff like that, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to feel that love for Tokusatsu again, you know, because we we all go kind of up and down with it. At least I do. I can freely admit that I'll go up and down on my love of Tokusatsu. Sometimes it's really high. Sometimes it's really low. But the show definitely reinvigorated me. Yeah, for me, it's like, I mean, I'm always going to watch Tokusatsu. And at at the bare minimum, I'll watch what's currently airing. Mm -hmm. But... There, there's some, you know, there's some period of time where you just don't have the energy to watch something else on top of that. Yeah. So this show really made me like, man, I need to watch some more, like Sentai <laughs> or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's, this show is very influential. <laughs> it is, and it's very, it's so good. This it's is so really good, good for any Tokusatsu fan. It's definitely a must watch. I still mm-hmm. think it's like objectively good for anybody who's just like into nerd or geek fandom. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it transcends like just Tokusatsu fandom, and it's I mean, and that's why I love that there's a an idol fan in there, and there's a pretty cure type anime fan there. Yeah, it's it's just a feel good show about you know being a fan of what you love and finding people who are like minded and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I I think it's fair to say that this is a show so good it makes you want to slap your mama. <laughs> Good God. Oh my God! Get out of here! I had to. I had Get to. Get out of here! It really didn't though. <laughs> but did? But didn't I though? You did though. Oh jeez! Oh, oh man! My God. Don't slap your mama, guys. Yeah, no, not not in a, not in a crowded restaurant. You y'all y'all figure that out on your own. Oh my God! <laughs> Is that the message you want to tell people? Not in public, but you can slap your mama elsewhere. <laughs> That's not a message we want to tell people. Okay, just don't 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 do that without pyrotechnics. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and wire work. You know, make it wire work. Wire work. <laughs> all right, guys, let's make it happen. Let's rig it up. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Boy. So, uh, <laughs> um, any final thoughts on Tokusatsu uh, Gagaga? I want to thank it for making me feel good. That's all. It just, it made me feel good. And it was an amazing adaption to the manga. Like, I just, I want more so badly. I think I really appreciated it because it's not like I didn't appreciate already, but it made me further appreciate the friends that I've made through Tokusatsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, like like you, Nicole, like you, Yaz, you know, mm-hmm. we, we talk, we have fun learning about these things and being able to talk about all of the different shows and the aspects of them. And it's, it's all in good fun. Nothing about it is mean spirited. You just, mm-hmm. you just come together to watch this thing, to enjoy this thing, to show, Hey, I've got this figure or, you know, we're going to this event. And it's, it's like a reflection of the kind of friendships I want to have more of, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, it's definitely like, I haven't watched the J drama in years. And this is definitely one of my favorite. Not just because it connected to me as a Tokusatsu fan, but it's something that you can connect with every character in some way. Mm-hmm. Well, almost every character. I don't think <laughs> I don't think many people can connect connect to the mother. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was just a really good show. I thought like 
every per, every person in that show was a really good actor. Um, especially like the person who plays Kano, like holy crap, she really she's really good at conveying that feeling of like you know bottling up, you know, wanting to say something but you can't, or mm-hmm. wanting to hide something, or you know, just like she she was really good at the sheer amount of talking to herself. Like I, I live that. I live yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, like for real, I want to see her and I want to sh- see. Yoshioka in a Tokusatsu, oh, like man. a proper season of Garo or Super Sentai or Common Rider. I want to see them in that. That would be really cool, actually. It would be so awesome to see them. And I'm pretty sure. Oh my God, Kano's actress. She took a picture with one of another Tokusatsu actress. Oh my God, who did she take a picture with? Oh, um, was it Kaguya? Kaguya from Tokyuger. Oh yeah, I think so, right? Oh, I think Kagura. it might have been Kagura, Kagura, yeah. Sorry, Kag I haven't seen Tokyuji yet, my bad. You haven't seen Tokyuji yet? <laughs> no, it's on my list. I no, promise I will watch it. Hey, hey, no shame here, no shame here. <laughs> hey, that's the only way you can shame it. <laughs> I know, right? You haven't watched Tokyo What you haven't watched Gaim yet? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm personally offended. <laughs> Thankfully there was none of that though in the show. You know? Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. There wasn't like any bad sides mm. that sometimes you see in like the fandom, which we yeah, can yeah, get yeah. into that in a whole nother episode. I feel like that's way too deep of a cut for season one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I can't think of anywhere in the manga that they touch on that yeah. either. Because so. it would have been very easy, like in that first meeting for Yoshioka to be like, oh, you haven't seen this series? Oh, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. You know? Oh, yeah. And that, I think that's something we all fear, you know, that when we meet somebody, they're going to respond that way. I know I do sometimes. Yeah. One uh, scene that I just remember that was like, I guess is the opposite of that, is when Kano is trying to introduce Yuki-chan into uh, Jushouan because, or into Tokusatsu because one of the actors that she likes got her start in Tokusatsu. Which is another thing where it's like, you know, a lot of to- a lot of a lot of actors get their start in Tokusatsu. A lot of big actors today like have their starts in Tokusatsu. Right. But I love the scene where she gives her a whole season of DVDs and then later's like and the next day she's like, Oh yeah, I love the show. I watched the whole thing. It's like, Really? You watched it? What do you think about this part and this aspect and this action scene or whatever? It's like, Oh no, I uh I forwarded through all the action stuff because she's <laughs> He was, he, was in, he was in a mask, and why would I not want to see his face? I know. At uh, part, I was like, ooh. And you see Kano's face kind of just, like, drop, and you see her, like, both enraged that she, this person, like, forwarded through the good stuff, but also is like, yeah, I guess that would have happened. <laughs> yeah, she's also yeah. like, okay. But then yeah. it's also the whole thing that the night before when Yoshioka's going over the plan with her, and she's asking... Wait, do you just carry that DVD box around with you? Dude, <laughs> she just carries everything in her, in her purse. Yeah. Like when, when she uh, walks over to her house and then get, like just drops a VHS, a VCR on her. Yeah, to the be VCR fair, player. That's an ancient friggin' VCR that she brought oh, yeah. over. <laughs> She's like, oh, I had a second one. It's fine. No, you mean you have a nicer, smaller one that you're keeping. That's what that yep. means. <laughs> you got you have one from the late nineties. You gave me one from like the late eighties. 
Like, oh my man. god. So many good moments in the show. I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> I think I know, it's right? it's definitely worth the rewatch, but I think yeah. um if there's anything we can take away from it, what are some things in the show that you guys think are good like kind of keynotes to be like this is how you can either spot or potentially make an acquaintance, hopefully a friend in Tokusatsu. I think I like how calmly Kano approached Yoshida, like eventually how they just kind of naturally and calmly became friends. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people can get, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. A lot of people can get really excited and just like immediately bombard a person. And some people just can't handle that. And I think it's a lot better if you can like contain yourself for a moment and, you know, calmly walk up to them and just be like, hey, I saw you're doing this, wearing this, you know, whatever. Do you like that? I like that too. Like, let's let's just chat for a little bit. No expectations of like being immediate buds or anything mm -hmm. like that. You know, if you, yeah. if you take it with a calm approach, I think it's a lot better than just doing what I do sometimes and getting really excited and talking forever. But you don't have to freak out the way she does whenever she's trying to find a way to show someone that they like Tokusatsu by like <laughs> going th running around the city to get one charm so that she could put on her purse. I know. So hopefully she could run into this person on the train at one point during the day. It's like, that's a whole lot. I thought that was so cute, though, because it's, it's, it's true. But... Yeah. Although just kind of the suspension of disbelief thing is like she ran all the way over the city to try and find this capsule toy. And it's like, do you not have eBay? <laughs> she just wanted it now. She wanted it now. In that sense, I, if that's what it was, just the immediacy of I could wait on it, but I could go across the city to get the thing. I told, I'm guilty of that this past week, so I get it. Okay. That, <laughs> you guys reframed it for me. I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the message that, as far as like finding someone who has similar interests, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be exactly the same interests. Oh. Like the fact that these four, uh, three, four people found a connection because of something that they love, not necessarily what they all commonly love, but just the fact that they have something that they love. Yeah. So finding friends who have a common love for something, whether yeah. it's anime or it's comic books, movies or whatever, and you can find ways to like you know introduce each other to you show them stuff about tokusatsu, they'll show you stuff about whatever it is they're into, whatever. Uh, I think it's well. I was gonna say it's limiting to look for tokusatsu fans, but at the same time, it's really cool when you find a tokusatsu friend or yeah, friend who loves tokusatsu. Course. Yeah. I think that also can stem to, like, even if you find someone, a friend who likes tokusatsu, they may not like the same tokusatsu that you do. Mm -hmm. Like, I have friends who are more into, like, you know, kaiju fandom. Like, they love Godzilla. Right, right. You know, that kind of stuff. Whereas that wasn't really what I got into at first, but they introduced me to it. So now I like, you know, Gamera, Godzilla, you know, even Ultraman. I got into it because of them. So, yeah, it can work in different ways, but as long as you're open to discovering stuff that other people are into then you, you can find a common ground i think one of the big things that they cover probably my thing for it is um when you're getting into you know trying to hang out with people i i like that the show touched on not everybody's schedule is always going to be the same 
but oh, yeah. you can go a little bit without hanging out, but you can still meet up with people and just pick up right where you left off. And, yeah. you know, some people are going to be more busy sometimes of the year. Some people are going to have a lot more free time that they weren't expecting. And you mm-hmm. just – it's just like everybody was accommodating. Nobody was trying to guilt anybody into hanging out with them. It was just like, right. no, we'll, we'll do it when we do it. And it was fine. So I would think when it comes to stuff like that, like if you want to hang out with somebody, just be flexible and open to whatever they have available. And you'll just, you'll just get the time in when you can. Yeah, that was really nice too. I like that Miyabi was like kind of bummed out and like sort of like, oh, we're not going to be able to hang out like this. Is this what it's going to be like when I get a job? Like, oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, you poor child. Oh, you don't even know yet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and that's, yeah, that was uh, Kita Shiro's like, you know, approach is like, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> but I, yeah, I like that. It's picking on her more than anything. Yeah. It's not like being mean about it. Like, right. it's not inherently being mean, but, like, Nakamura knows she's living out the whole, I'm shopping at the discount food store because I've got DVDs and figures I want to get. Because that's oh how I God. relax. That is so yeah. relatable. Like, literally, that's how I budget. I'm like, I'm going to skimp everywhere else, but I'm going to get the rest of my money and, and spend it on shit Dude, I like. I just bought something before the podcast, so I'm probably not going to eat breakfast for, like, a week. <laughs> I just I just got in my Jiku driver yesterday, so I'm like, okay, and now we we need to be, we need to play it cool for a bit. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's too real, guys. This show is too real. I know that's the problem. Art imitates life. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. show was oh my art. God. Oh, dude, <sighs> I love this show so much. Seriously, it's definitely a very quickly become. It's very quickly become one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Y'all watch it. You guys should watch it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You, you got to look for it, but just just Google it. You'll find it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. out there. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably should do yourself a favor and watch the show. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, absolutely. it's going to relate to you in a huge way. So mm-hmm. even if you're not into J dramas, I'd say at least give it a shot. Oh yeah, this is definitely like a, you know, this isn't very J-drama-y at all. Like the way that they do everything, it's really not that J-drama-y. So it's like... Seven episodes. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. The one J-drama thing I thought they were going to and they never did was that there was never a payoff for uh, Onoda's crush crush on Kana. Which I'm kind of glad that they didn't do. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't need to focus on that. At see, all. I thought they were going to do something where you find out later that Oda, Onoda was a closet uh, um, Tokusatsu fan, and they never did that. And I'm like, you know what? Good. I'm I'm actually happier with that. They did do one thing where the dude who was fixing the copy machine, oh, like my she was God. freaking out over him. I that okay. Look, look. I've had those moments yeah. before. To be honest, I I'm not gonna lie. When I was single, I've had those moments before. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Like Yoshida did the same thing. She did. Yeah, that's with true. her boyfriend. That's yeah, true. and I'm that's like, true. girl. I know. I know how you feel. I've been there. <laughs> oh my god. Like you guys, you guys listening. You don't understand. You think this is a J drama. This is real life. <laughs> this is real it's real yeah. right now <laughs> it's real right now <laughs> yeah you're not you're not wrong <laughs> uh, 
Okay, since it is real life, who would you say that you are in this cast? Like, who relates to you the most? Mm. I really feel like I might be Kano, just because I don't think I have the like the wisdom that Yoshida does, even though I do like to look at suit butts too. I understand that liking, but I, I think I'm I'm more like Kano in that aspect. Uh, I would have to say probably because of that, I'm more like Yoshida in that, you know, I'm uh, I'm not as standoffish, I don't think, as Kitaoka, but, you know, a lot of times, like, I, I know what that feels like to feel like there's a pressure to want to put stuff aside and you don't have anybody to hang out with to enjoy these things. Uh, and then once you do find somebody, then that really helps put you back where you started and you feel so much better about it. So I, I think I identify with her the most. Mm. Man, I have no clue. <laughs> I put Damien. the question out Damien. there. Damien. Dude, I was going to say that. I was totally going to say, I was going to, that was going to be my joke answer. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, hmm. Don't even lie. Don't even lie. That was what it was. It's fine. Be yourself, man. Totally Damien. <laughs> we all got that childlike innocence, you know? Oh my God. Well, I mean, part of it is like, I, I think part of the message of it is that, and it's there for both, um, for Damien and the shop owner is that they take a line that's said in their respective show and then they use it to motivate them and make them a better person. And I think oh, yeah. at best at heart, that's what I believe fans of Tokusatsu do is that they take these lessons that, you know, it doesn't have to be a grim, dark hero. It doesn't have to be this big budget. Oh, everything's bloody and all this other stuff. Netflix, uh, for the adults. No, it can be a simple childish be a good person uh just because i'm a crybaby doesn't mean i'm weak those lessons help you get through your day mm -hmm. you know so the fact that they were able to show that them and nakamura all together felt motivated by these characters that there's nothing wrong with feeling like there's a hero over your shoulder telling you get up you can do this you can tackle this uh problem with your friend with your uh, relative uh, with this thing at work whatever it takes to get you through that it's definitely not hurting anybody it's definitely going to help you and you can help somebody else yeah that was a really good message that definitely carried throughout the show man now I'm just thinking about what my Tokusatsu line that I live by is hmm. oh god I couldn't come up with it there's <laughs> oh, so I, many I got, good I, lines we don't have that kind of time <laughs> I know right to reevaluate everything yeah, that'll be another hour. Yeah. <laughs> you want like a three-hour podcast? That's how you get a three-hour podcast. I could do a three-hour podcast on Tokusatsu Gagaga. I know, right? Sure. That's uh, the thing is there's so many things to talk about. It's just oh, it's such there. a good show. Going. Oh, my God. I don't think I have more time, yeah. okay? <laughs> I got more shows to watch. That's true. I need to get back on that. Yeah, I got, I got to watch my shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, thank you everyone for listening to this episode thank you nicole and josh for being on this episode of the podcast and we shall see you guys next time bye bye, bye everybody the tokunet podcast is the official podcast of the tokusatsu network your best resource for official tokusatsu news and media if you like our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes or Stitcher. 
You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thetokunet, where if you're at the writer tier level or higher, you can get early access to episodes and more. Team Tokunet will always be online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course our website, tokusatsunetwork.com. Thank you.